All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is the Wally and Mathot Show Live. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, Meth, I- I'm just going to get right to it. This is a huge show. There's so much going on today. We had planned just to do the season opener. We're going to talk about the Sens and the Leafs. And then, bam, Brady Kachuk signs his new seven-year extension, uh, $57.5 million for him. Uh, it's a great day to be an Ottawa Senator fan. Oh, we're all pumped up right now. I've got a special dinosaur shirt on my son just loved it up there as i was coming down he didn't want me to leave but uh we're all excited obviously twitter and ottawa's gone crazy over the signing so uh there's a lot to cover here uh full kudos to craig and gatineau greg for combining to uh make the video of the brady kachuk signing <laughs> that you just saw uh, i don't want to waste any more time it's a huge show for us 90 minutes we're going right up until 7 p.m it is brought to you by bei bonisher excavating inc bonisher helping to shape the ottawa valley uh, but we've got a couple of big guests, and I've been told not to take too long, so we're going to get right to them. And bringing on and helping to start the show, Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet also does 32 Thoughts, the podcast, uh, and has the best hair in the TV business. Uh, e, good to see you again, sir. Good to see you guys, too. And congratulations to the Sanders and all their fans. I know, as you said, Mark, it's a huge day for them, and uh, I don't blame them. I'd be excited, too, if I was a Sanders fan. Uh, people say like not much happens in Belleville, but clearly on a Tuesday in October, there was a lot that happened as they got the deal done. What do you know about the meeting that happened with uh, Oster and then, of course, with uh, Pierre Dorian? 
Look, at the end of the day, I think everybody realized that if Brady Kachuk wasn't in the lineup tonight, it, things or wasn't signed by today, things could really potentially go off the rails. You know, Mark, you're a player, you know. What do players want to do? They want to play. And anytime a player feels that an organization is not allowing him to play, you could potentially have a problem. And I think a couple of things happen here. Uh, first of all, you know, Ottawa just said, we need the commitment. We want the commitment. I, I think Brady Kachuk obviously moved. And if you look at the deal here, it's basically two, almost two separate deals. It's a three times seven, which is kind of similar in structure to Patterson. And then it's like a four times nine and with a no move clause in those last three years. So what that says to me is that uh, Ottawa got a deal that it liked in the short term and the long term in terms of the way the money is done. Brady gets the no move clause, but I think the other thing too that happened in this conversation I thought was pretty important was that the Ottawa Senators, especially at the ownership level, convinced Brady Kachuk that this group will stay together. And I think that's what Brady Kachuk wanted more than anything else in the long term. Are we going to have the same problems that they've seen in history? Or do I know that you're committed to my teammates, this group of players I really like, this group of players I really believe in, and also DJ Smith, a coach that I also like too. And I think Ottawa convinced Kachuk that, look, this is our group and we're going to go somewhere with our group. And at the end of the day, uh, I think that's why Kachuk committed to it. Yeah, and Elliot, just a quick a quick touch on that. Is, was there any significance with that seven years? Like, there, there's been a little bit of chatter about it. I mean, it, it's trivial. It may mean nothing. But was there is there a reason for seven? Is that a significant number, or does it really not mean a whole lot? Well, I think Ottawa wanted eight, Mark. I, I think they wanted the full yeah. max term commitment. I, I don't think, you know, Brady Kachuk, this allows him to sign another contract when he's in his prime, depending on how everything goes. And I think probably the, the lack of the eighth year was a slight concession uh, by the Senators to say, okay, we're, like Ottawa wanted term and they wanted eight. Mm. I think Kachuk, if he was going to go for term, preferred seven. I'm guessing that's a slight concession by the Senators to say, okay, we'll go seven instead of eight. Yeah. Uh, two questions. Did they overpay uh, at 8.2? Mm -hmm. And uh, how does Ottawa get away with not having to give any signing bonuses? It, it still shocks me. Like, congrats to the organization. I just don't know mm -hmm. how they do it. Well, A, no, I don't think they overpaid him. Put it this way. Gamble on the guy you know, right? Gamble on the sure. guy you know. And they know Brady Kachuk. You know, the other thing here, too, is that, uh, you know, Brady Kachuk is, is I mean, he's probably going to be the captain. I think if they haven't announced Shabbat yet, it's probably Kachuk. So, you know, you want you want that player to be among your most influential players. Um, you know, like, I don't always get caught on the counting numbers. I, I look at impact and, look, you guys don't need me to tell you. Brady Kachuk has big impact on the team. I don't have any problem with the salary and the deal at all. You know, as for the signing bonuses, Brent, I just think some teams make it very clear. Like they look at they look at players and they say, "Look up and down. We don't do it. Winnipeg doesn't do it. Um, Nashville has generally avoided doing it. Um, there mm -hmm. are some teams that say, "Look, we it's it's our way of doing things. We don't do bonuses." And I think at the end of the day, uh, they can go to Kachuk and say, "Look, we didn't do it for Shabbat." We don't do it for anybody. We want to be fair here and we want to be consistent. And I think if, if a player wants to stay, 
they'll look at that and say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm happy to be treated the way everyone else is. Did you think it would get done before the season started? Uh, I'm always optimistic, so I'll say yes. <laughs> I have to tell you that I, I didn't think it would get done at seven years. I thought it would get done at three. That's, that's where I was wrong. I, I believe that Ottawa would have to bend to him. I think the Senators deserve a lot of credit for being able to convince Kachuk. Look, like th this is what I think happens. Like Brady Kachuk this week, he's thinking, "Man, I I, I want to play. I I, I really want to play. I want to sign a deal. I don't want to miss games." And you're worried about the relationship. And I think Ottawa, what they did that I didn't necessarily believe they were going to be able to do was they convinced him, "You can do this for seven, and it's going to work." I think the kid wanted to sign. And I think Ottawa convinced them. Now, here's my next question. Are you guys 100%? I'm making this up myself. Like, I want this is my own crazy theory. Are you guys convinced he's not playing tonight? Oh, 100%. Uh, okay, Elliot. And it's funny you bring that up because that was essentially going to be my follow up here to you is in your, yeah. with your experience, typically in these scenarios, would they, would they play him? Like, to me, it's a risk. I mean, he goes in there with no reps under his belt through training camp. Is that not just a huge health risk for him? Like he potentially could blow his groin out or his hip flexor or something like that. To me, maybe well, getting some I would defer for at to least you. a week. I would, I would defer, I would defer to you on that, Mark, because the only groin work I do is on a Peloton, and it's not the same as an NHL game. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, me too. <laughs> so it's not. But you know, I, I gotta wonder. First of all, like the biggest difference now is all these kids. They they're not at exhibition intensity, whatever that is but they're all in shape and they're all ready to play, right? Like you never True. show up, you, you never show up bad. But, you know, I, I just got to think, you know, if, if he shows up tonight and he says, I want to play, like I think DJ Smith is strong enough a personality to say, I really don't know if this is a bad, a, a good idea, if that's how he feels and not do it. Yeah. But I got to wonder, like if he walks in there, if he walked in at four o'clock guys and, Everybody was wired to go. Like, Come do you send on. them out there and warm up to take line rushes, like just to have some fun in the building? Do you really think he needs a week? Like, that's the other thing I wondered. The kids today, they really need yeah. a week. Yeah, yes. good, good call. I, I'm not sure. I just, I think, I just think that, like, if it, if it was me and I've been practicing with the junior team down in St. Louis or something, I don't know who he's been skating with, but I'd feel like severely behind the eight ball. But again, that's just my opinion. And you're right. The emotions involved right now, like, how fired up would the fan base be if he just shows up and plays tonight, right? So, I don't yeah, know. He just has to I, I wait, mean, though. Just, yes. Like he, I wonder maybe you just take warm-ups and go away. Yeah, take warm-ups and take a couple <laughs> skates around the rink and then go away. I, I, it's just I, – I, I was talking with Merrick, like, is there any chance they throw – if he shows up early enough, they throw him in the lineup tonight. I was just wondering. Yeah, it would be a hell of a show. The only bad thing about it is it's on the – it's on the evil telecom instead of the good telecom. That's the <laughs> absolutely. I agree with you 100. Uh, last question before I let you go. I, I, do you have uh, a good new like? How's your wardrobe for this season? Is it comparable to the last few years? Have you stepped? No, up? It, it it's good. Like Deb Berman, who does our wardrobe, she's excellent. She's she's got a few things. She's told me that we're going to be unveiling during the year. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, nice. I, I have Brent. You, 
Brent, you've known me a long time. I wasn't always uh, very good at, well, I'm still not very good at picking what I wear. <laughs> Luckily, it's out of my hands and she takes care of it. And uh, I love the fun we have uh, with the viewers. And by the way, I, I, one, of my, one of my good buddies, I, I want to tell you, you guys have to laugh at this. So he's a big Leaf fan. And he's like, every time Mathot tweets about how much better the Sanders are than the Leafs, it absolutely makes me crazy. So he says, you have to. So I said, I'm going to bring it up on the podcast tonight. I'm going to bring it up on the show tonight that, Mark, you should know you're driving one Leaf fan absolutely crazy with your Sanders. Good. Good. And yeah, that, that, go. that, awesome. one, that one fan makes it all worth the while. And you, can, you yes. can count on a lot more, too. So don't worry. Yeah, no worries. It's like the suits, right? If one person likes it, you know you're having a good impact. Amen. That's right. Uh, Elliot, uh, good luck tonight. Uh, I know you got some stuff to do, so take care. Uh, we appreciate it. It's good to see that. Love the new set. Uh, we look forward to seeing you uh, back on the air. Uh, I guess it seems like you're on every night. So uh... <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> so we'll see you on my Saturday. Pleasure, good guys. luck, my friend. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Elliot. Elliot. Congratulations to the Sands fans. Thank you. Ah, yes, very much so. Uh, Elliot Freeman from Sportsnet. Uh, fantastic job. We appreciate him stopping by. Um, he did... Uh, Matt, do you think, uh, cheers to Whitewater, by the way, uh, always a great sponsor to have on. I, I don't want to take too long, but we'll bring on our next guest because he's got to go too. So um, when we can, Chris Phillips will join us. There's oh, the big rig. Okay. Well, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> I, Chris Phillips, thank you for uh, taking some time. I, I know you're, again, busy, so I appreciate you stopping by our little show, my friend. My pleasure. Great to see you guys. So Chris Phillips played 1,179 career NHL games, all with Ottawa. It's the franchise record. Just a little note tonight, Philly. Jason Spezza is playing his 1,179th game tonight. That is awesome. He has had a, huh? a hell of a career, and uh, yeah. I, I love seeing him on the ice. He's still performing. He was one of their best players in the playoffs. And uh, and then I can't wait to uh, to follow him as a, as a GM here when his playing days are done. I might should give him a call, and uh, maybe there's a job for me. Oh, looking to get back into the NHL life, are we? Oh, you never know. Oh, this, this is exciting. Okay. Um, do you think, since Elliot just brought it up and the news just happened this afternoon, do you think as a player, and you know, is Brady Kachuk going to play tonight in his 100, or sorry, I think it's his 200, 199th game, I think it is tonight. Is Brady Kachuk in the lineup? If I had to gamble, I'd say no. Um, I, I bet I bet he he's probably lobbying if he's here to, to be there. Um, yeah. and, and it would be hard to say no to him, but... Uh, you know, at the same time, you know, if, you know, God forbid anything happened, you know, the easy answer is why, why did he do that? Um, yeah, when, exactly. when he could have taken, you know, one or two games off and, you know, skate with the guys, uh, you know, feeling comfortable and, and then there's no questions asked. I, I completely agree. It's $57.5 million you're playing with. Does one game really make that big a difference? I'm trying to remember were you in the lineup when Alfie came back after his holdout? Was that your year? I think it was '97. Yes, it was around, my right? first year. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, so, he showed up in California. He showed up in California with those fancy white dress shoes. <laughs> I was did still wearing cowboy cap? boots at the time. I think <laughs> that's awesome. 
uh, I, one thing is you have a ton of stories. I want to get to them at some point. We're going to have you back on, but we want to talk tonight about just opening night. Before we do that, though, we made a special Pearls of Wisdom for you. Uh, our good friend Ooh. John Proberg always helps out with getting us some inside information on our guests. Here they are. Four goals scored by you in season openers. That's actually third best in franchise history behind, I think it's Alfie and Turris. Um, three games you missed over seven seasons. Phenomenal record. And my favorite one is one goal scored was assisted by Mark Mathot of all the goals you scored, all 71. <laughs> Mark Mathot passed you the puck one time. And I can you know count Pearl's, all my assists uh, on like two hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what Pearl's missed on that, which is even more rare, is that it was on a power play. So the power play must have really stunk the game before for the two of us to be out there on the power play. <laughs> I, I, I it was against I don't remember that. That's a, it was it. Oh, you yeah. know what it would have been? Uh, I Philly, thought it was I in think, Florida. Was it a? It was oh, in Florida. I thought it was Montreal. You might be right. Oh, we had I'll some stinkers down floor. there, eh, Philly? We had some pretty rough games. I know the boys like patios there a couple days prior to each game. Uh, that <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Depending on where the trip Philly started down no there, but that. yeah. Okay. Another fun tidbit with the stats there is uh, my second year in Colorado, um, I actually got two goals in the first game. So I was on pace for 164 goals that season. <laughs> and I finished with three. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. Oh, I love that. That's, love it. Okay, I don't have much time with you, but you scored 71 goals, 67 games. 52 times you scored, the Ottawa Senators won the game. Like, it's a phenomenal number. Plus, I think you were 4-2 and two in the playoffs. Um, you always seem to have this knack for scoring these big goals. Like it was, and then you had the one arm salute, which was perhaps the best goal celebration. Um, mm -hmm. did you always get a sense that whenever you scored, it was a good game? Well, I, I yeah, it's, it's crazy how that, that, uh, took on a life of its own, um, you know, towards the end of my career when, you know, there really was, uh, you know, maybe a handful of goals a, a year. And that was a, that was a good year. Um, that you know, all of a sudden, uh, it was Brian Morris. Uh, you know, brought it to my attention of of this crazy stat of, of percentage of winning, and and it just rolled from there. I certainly didn't uh, not score on games that uh, I didn't think we were going to win, but uh, for for whatever reason, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a crazy stat. And uh, to go along with that, I'm I'm super proud that uh, I actually have uh, a goal. Uh, salute for a guy that only scored 71 goals to be known for that. That's pretty good. <laughs> it is good. And I'll never, I was glad or happy or whatever to be in New Jersey when you scored the overtime winner, obviously. And that's a whole other uh, story into itself. We'll get to that someday. The other thing is 18 years you played. So, which means you played a lot of season openers, obviously. Um, your first one was uh, October 4th, 1997 versus Carolina. Uh, were you a forward that game? Uh, that was that first one was exhibition. Uh, okay. My, my first game. My first game was uh, in Montreal. But your first, oh sorry, your first Sens home opener is what I actually meant to say. Oh Sens, oh yeah, home opener. Not uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my yeah. bad. No, no. What was the question were you, again? Like, were you a, were you a forward then? <laughs> no, not yeah. I hadn't relegated myself back there yet. <laughs> 
I was hoping to get on the show with Jacques Martin the other day, and uh, so we yeah. just uh, hash it out. <laughs> um, it's, it's good. It's good to see it still doesn't bug you. Yeah, I never think about it. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, I can't remember my very first game playing forward. Uh, I don't know how far it was into the season. We're in Pittsburgh, morning skate. Uh, Jacques asked me if I'd played forward ever before. I said no, and he said, Well, you're playing there tonight, and uh, it, and it kind of started there, and then it was on and off for, for a few seasons. But uh, I, I did start out as a defenseman. Okay, good. So talk to me about what it's like to be introduced uh, at home in a season opening game. Is So Meth will have his own version of this, but do you did you like it? Was it pumped up or was it just drawn out and long for a player? Well, I think uh, that depends if you're in year one or, or year 18. Uh, <laughs> year one, there's nothing better. Um, it could last mm -hmm. for four hours and you're just so excited and you got a jersey on. Um but uh, I, I follow uh, I follow Mr. Thought quite religiously on uh, on Twitter. I know his thoughts, oh. and uh, <laughs> and I concur that uh, that those those celebrations get uh, a little uh, they drag on a little long just to uh, announce some names. But you know, not not to take anything away from the new new guys. Maybe they could do that <laughs> for rookies and uh, yeah. um, you know limit uh, you know some of the maybe the I don't know. The names just seem to go on and on forever, but uh, you know, unless they they really reinvent it and come up with some some crazy stuff on the ice, it's, uh, it comes pretty repetitive. Uh, last question before we let you go: You came in as the team was starting that rebuild and getting things turned around. It's kind of the same way it is now. What do you think of the makeup right now of this team and the way I guess you look at Batherson and Shabbat and now Kachuk have all agreed to these long term deals? Yeah, I, I love it. I'm I'm super excited about the team, and uh, you know I've I've referenced uh, you know those similarities uh, b between that uh, you know the team when I when I first came in here and, and the guys that were uh, already drafted and and shortly after me with uh, uh, you know Hosa Spezza Havlat um, you know Chara uh, coming in Mike Fisher Chris Neal. Um, you know, we were all together for a long time. We, we always talked about that core and it really seemed like we had that core together for, for a long time. And, um, that, that's where I see this team is at. They've, you know, a lot of draft picks over the years that are now, uh, in the lineup and, and you got some core guys that are signed for a long time that, uh, I, I'm, there's, there's a lot of, uh, reason for optimism if you're a Sens fan. Do you have a favorite Battle of Ontario moment? Ooh. There's probably there's, a couple to pick from here. Oh my God, there, there, there's so many. <laughs> I think, I think one of the funniest ones was was my first year, and uh, Wendell Clark was going behind the net, and he hammered Ron Tugnut, and I think every guy on the ice and maybe every guy on the bench just started looking around the stadium and the clock to, to not be noticed. So he didn't have to do anything with Wendell Clark. It was, you know, obviously uh, coming up from junior and playing against this guy I've seen on TV. Um, that yeah. was uh, eye opening for me, but uh, yeah, that was, that was one of the, you know, poor tugger on that one, but I thought that was a, a pretty funny story uh, among many against the Leafs. So you didn't go up and defend him either that I take it. You were looking around too. Yeah. I was, I was wondering who was going to go out there. 
<laughs> uh, Chris Phillips, uh, we appreciate your time. I, I know you got to go, but um, we have an open yeah. invitation for you to come back uh, anytime. We look forward to uh, doing this all again in a longer version. One of the classiest guys to ever play with the Ottawa Senators. Obviously, all kinds of records, and so we appreciate you taking this time on uh, opening night for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, let's uh, thank you guys. Let's do it. I'll grab some white water beer, and uh, we'll have some fun. I love Thanks, you. Billy. Appreciate that. Thank you, sir. <laughs> time. There goes Chris Phillips, uh, the big rig. Uh, tons of t- I have all kinds of time for him because he's done so much for a, the community. B just as an Ottawa center. Yes. Yeah, man. One of the nicest. One of the nicest guys I've ever had the pleasure to play with. And 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 I don't say this lightly. One of the most respected. And it's funny he brought that up about Wendell Clark because I can relate to that. It's it, it's just a thing. It's it's human nature. And when somebody gets laid out, everybody knows the culture in hockey. It immediately warrants a fight. And oftentimes, you're not even mad, right? And and it's not like you're the one that got hit, so it's it's tough. And you know your buddy's usually okay after a hit. It's mostly just embarrassing. But, like, you're kind of yeah. thinking, like, you're thinking about it. Do I fight the guy? Do I not? Is Chris Neal on the ice? Can you do this for me? <laughs> so I understand where he's coming <laughs> from. That's pretty good. Uh, he like, And one thing I remember always about him, and I know, and I guess we'll have to do it in a later show, is – Everybody knows him yeah. and Wade Redden lived together early on. But one of the things was his dad and Wade's dad were like, A, two of these, they were very similar in the way they, where they, their mannerisms and the way they handled themselves. Two country guys sure. type. Um, I love being around the, those two guys and telling the stories they did. They were phenomenal uh, to have around Ottawa. So I always just think he, of whenever yeah. I think of Chris Phillips and Wade Redden, it's the parents. They were so good to them. And you now you know why those guys are such good people. Amen. Yeah, he was. Uh, he, was right, he came up with us. He came up. Wait, I, I just the last thing. He yeah. didn't have to come up with that. We did a trip up north that John Shabbat organized during the oh, lockout right. in 2012, where it raised some money for John Shabbat's little charity that he was doing. And so we got it to hit up all those indigenous communities in the Northwest Territories. And Philly and Neeler were two guys that came up. They had no compensation for it. They just willingly volunteered to do it. So it just. It speaks on them, you know. They had a, they, have, they have families back home and all that, and they still managed to find time uh, to go up there with the rest of us young players, and that was a pretty cool experience to be able to share that with those two. I love, by the way, that TV show. Um, I, now I can't remember what it was called, but it was Buffalo Airways. Well, the, and I yeah, watched that. And, the, and yeah, yeah, the Mikey McBrien. It's awesome. And and, yeah. and our, the charities, yeah. the chair. It's first assist for those listening. First assist, great, great. Uh, John Shabbat does great work with them. Yeah, I was excited that uh, you guys went uh, went up there, and I watched the episode anyway. I love that TV show. Long, my long rambling story, but um, interesting. He brought up whitewater beer, not big rig. Anyway, <laughs> I know. Well, like... well that's what he said, and I was shocked. I'm like, really? Yeah. You're gonna drink whitewater uh, with us? It's awesome. So we'll have to get I'm him okay on with for that. sure. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, all right, so that's a quick 30 minutes we just went through there, or 26, I guess, if you're keeping track at home. Uh, so much going on. So I wanted to ask you, because you tweeted about this, I think, last night, about player introductions, and then some, yeah. someone found a photo of one of your player introductions. You're not a big fan of opening night. Well, you know what? And, and <laughs> There's the picture. I um, You know what? And... and and a couple people misinterpreted what I was trying to say. They 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 just assumed I was talking about every other game as well, where they, you know, we come out to this, the classic sends music and there's the anthem. I'm only referring to opening night. And it's so long. Some teams, there's like, I watched the game last night in Toronto and there's a long pause in between each player coming out. And you can tell it's 
the fans are laboring as they're clapping. It's almost kind of like the, you're getting token claps from the fan base. And yep. from a player's standpoint, it's tough because you know your your superstars are going to get a little bit louder cheers. And the guys that maybe are a little lesser known on the team, you kind of feel bad because maybe they're not going to get the same cheers. So, and, and there's a ton of standing around, Wally. I know you've been involved with this a million times throughout your broadcasting career and you've seen it, but it's just, I don't have time for it. I, I thought it was too long. Or, you know, maybe earlier on in my career, fine, but my legs turn to cement. You're standing around forever. Everything's taking long. And then all of a sudden you got to play hockey and it's, you know, it's an eye opener, but I get it. And it's fun for the fans. I'm assuming they like it. We, we should probably take a yes. poll to to oh, see what the overall listen, consensus I, is. But you know, as as a fan, or like, I'll take I'll do it this way. So when I first started back in 1997, 98, they didn't have the kind of laser shows. They just kind of had some smoke and maybe some <laughs> flame, and you right, you just walk out yeah. the tunnel, and then it became then the laser shows happened, and everybody was like pumped for these things, and they were kind of cool. And so yeah. it then got really long. It started to get longer and longer where everybody got their name introduced and anybody, like there was like 30 players around at the time it felt like all the callers yeah. are still there, right? Well, and then so they do all the staff. By the time you, get, you get to the whole, the, exactly. you get the front office so, staff. You know, it's like, are you kidding me so, right now? Like, come on. So like poor, and I'll, I don't want to name names or anybody, but like if you're, you're the second assistant massage therapist, like people just want it over by then. And so then you don't get the risk, right? They just like, Hurry up. Yeah, I know. And now know. it seems like the league to... has stepped in a bit and they shortened it. It's a lot shorter than they have. Are you sure. Well, it didn't feel yeah. like it last night when I was watching that Toronto Montreal standoff. But anyway, I get it. And you got to acknowledge everybody. But yeah. I mean, how about that? How about the, the Vegas light show? That's that's different. Oh, I can see I can mess yeah. with that. Like, you know, Montreal. And the players aren't on the ice. You're you're the whole pre-show is before the players come out. That's yeah. the way you do it, you know, and then yes. you get out and you're playing. So anyway. Yes. Oh, yeah. in Montreal, and like those shows are fantastic to watch. I'm there for that. They all do the time. such a good when job. I used to go cover I know. Montreal games. You would go early just because there's always something going on in the building, especially with the late show. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I agree. All right. So back to Brady Kachuk because we've kind of had to rush through the beginning. So we're going to take some time yeah. and go over this whole deal. And it's interesting because uh, Pierre Dorian just spoke, uh, I think, at five o'clock. And I'm trying to like, find. So here's the tweet from Wayne Scanlon. Dorian R.E. Melnick. On Tuesday, he said, quote, get this done. I've never felt so powerful, Dorian says. Um, <laughs> very interesting to hear. I, I just want to, I want the clip of Dorian just saying, I've never felt so powerful. Um, that's what I feel sometimes when we do the show. Is It's interesting but, and, that and, sometimes he says some, some quotable things, I guess. Yeah, I get it. Because I know Pierre, and you know what, by the way, hats off to Pierre for getting this done. Like, we have to be we have to give them credit on this one they were getting a ton of pressure from the fan base and everybody involved everyone was giving them a lot of heat and he got it done before the season starts so hats off to pierre great job there but yeah he gets he yeah. gets into it you know he's a passionate guy and he loves <laughs> the game and he's proud of his team so once in a while he has a, he has a really fun quote that we can run with and obviously <laughs> obviously we're doing that tonight but feeling yeah. powerful is a very good thing so that's hey, that's important yeah so, uh, okay, so we've talked a lot about whether there should be a bridge deal, it should be this or that. So let's let's take yeah. a step back for a sec. Kudos to the organization. They got term and they got a no signing bonus in there whatsoever. And then, as we sure. always said in negotiation, you got to give and take. Brady got money and he got a no-move clause at the end of that contract. He's in control yeah. at the end. So 
it's yep. a it's a win-win right at, at the end of the day it took a little longer well, but each side basically held firm and got kind of where they wanted to be yeah and, and it's interesting because when we spoke to well i guess we were only speaking you know ian, ian mendez had a nice little piece in the athletic i mentioned that week where he did a little digging and there was a lot of argument behind or really a whole lot of arguing but it was contentious as yeah. far as you know, do players who sign long-term deals with the Ottawa Senators end up sticking around in the organization in those later seasons? And the answer was no. I, almost all of them have, have, you know, get ended up elsewhere on another team. So, you know, that part I found very intriguing because the only guys that have been lifers for the Ottawa Senators are players that have signed deals. In any case, I do like the structure of it for both sides. It's fair. It's balanced. Uh, particularly, you guys know me, Wally. I'm a big hater when it comes to the escrow. Despise it. Yep. We already know what the escrow is set at this year. It's 17%. That's right off the top of that 53 that we're paying in Ontario. So you're essentially after uh, agent fees. He's going to make about 30% of that contract along with every other player this year. Uh, maybe even a little less, which is crazy. And again, I know not a lot of people are going to sympathize with millionaire hockey players, but it's a business and we're talking numbers. Sure. But I do like those first two years, Wally. You know, we it's a good way to avoid that. You know, you're you're going to take a cut early on, but you're avoiding paying those high escrow fees. And then, of course, as the cap uh, hopefully goes up, will come down, and he can capitalize as we can see in those years uh, three, four, and five. Yeah, yeah, no, like again, we as we said, both sides are going to have to give and take, and that's what happened here. The deal is done. Yeah, I just I, this whole time since Elliot Freeman has come on, he's messed me up because I think. Brady Kachuk is going to play tonight. I can't get this out of my head. I think he's coming out in the player introductions at the very end See, as the last guy. Okay, so if I'm, because I know people were talking about that on, on Twitter a little bit, so it was a bit of a discussion point. If I'm a manager or or a coach, if I'm DJ Smith, there's absolutely no chance I'm playing my star player and captain without any caps whatsoever in practice. I mean, the, you, we got to remember here, he missed all of training camp. So I get it. And yeah. and, I, and this could be this could end up being a terrible take, right? Brady Kachuk might end up playing tonight and might have a great game and, and he'll be healthy. But I, I just think the risk isn't worth it. And Philly made a really good point there too. I, I just don't see it. Uh, to me, it's, it's, it's a high-risk move that with very little reward in return. I mean, why not just wait the week, get him some skating under his belt, and then you can feel more comfortable moving forward. I agree. Now... Uh, as we said, he signed a $57.5 million contract. And this is why we built some stuff here to give you some info. This is why he got paid. So here's a look at what Brady Kachuk means to this organization uh, since he signed here. Now, look, he's 198 games. Will he play 199 tonight? We wait to see. Uh, he leads the team in points. He leads the team in goals. Uh, 60 goals yep. through his first three years in the season. Now, here's where he ranks amongst Ottawa Senators since he's joined the team. Now, remember, like, you went through a rookie year. Usually it takes guys a year or two to get going. He's first in goals, third in assists, tied for first yeah. in points, even strength goals, power play goals, shots, hits, all first. Like, he is a one-man wrecking machine when it comes to being able to control how the game seems to play, especially down at the end of the ice. I, again, like, I just didn't know how you don't pay him, and this is why he gets the contract he gets. Yeah, and I think, you know, we t we could talk about how great he is. And and I know some people will uh, will say that this might be a bit of an overpayment. But come on. I mean, this is a player that legitimately will bring people into the building. He's a character yes. on and off the ice. 
He's so likable. He's marketable. Um, it's a win-win and it's a no-brainer. So that 8.2 to me is it's almost irrelevant at this point, whether it's 8 million, 8.2, you're, you're signing a cornerstone piece here. And yeah. he's a guy that, and I, I, I like using this term, he brings people into the building and he gets them out of their seats, right? Yeah, that, that's so invaluable. So again, yeah. a huge, huge move for this organization. And I think it brings more confidence, well, A, from your fan base, first of all, you're showing them that you're committed and that you're committing to win moving forward and into your future. And I think it also kind of, alerts the rest of the players in the team that, hey, we're serious here. We want to win. We want to keep this core together. It's crucial. So uh, I can only imagine these guys, as tight as they are, I know what a dynamic in the room is like. I'm sure they're yeah. all pumped up. It's like a brother finally coming back and you're going to be able to hang out with them again and have your little frat boy style uh, housing. I don't know who he's living with this year, of course. I can only assume. But I know this group no is one. very tight. Uh, oh, he's on his own? They've moved out. Ah, so he's grown up a little bit. Well, I can appreciate that too. Well, That's he's good. still he's still there. I I guess he kicked yeah, them all. But out they've all they've clip. all they've <laughs> yeah they've dispersed. Unless he's now because he's got so much money has rented an, a ginormous mansion and everybody's going to live at the same house and shuttle together to all the practices. Well, fair enough. Well, better get to work. So I so but 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 he's in town, right? Like, see, I I didn't even realize Wally that he was in Ottawa right now. So apparently, he's actually he, here. But he, so was this? Yeah, but was he this like got here today? No, I understand that. But but right after the announcement, people were saying that he was in Ottawa. Now is this a situation no. where he just signed? And no, it's a, back to the car thing. Booked? What do you mean it's back well, to the car like, thing? Someone else tweeted, "Oh, his car's been here forever. Of course, he's been here all along. Like he's not here with oh. the car, right? We dispelled that myth." No, no, no. But, I know that. I just, I th I'm wondering if he flew in late last night or early this morning before he actually had it officially signed and released. It's quite possible, or at least he knew that a flight needed to be to get on a flight uh, while the deal was being registered or whatever. Like anyway, that's possible. I sound like I, I feel know. like I sound like some really creepy super fan trying to figure out his whereabouts at the moment. So let's we can move yeah. on from that. We're, we're not. He's just getting his his jersey put on right now. Um, yeah. Here's his rankings in the NHL. He's second in blocks since he took since he joined the league. Like, and he's fifth in hits or sorry in shots. Um, he was on pace last year. I think, or was it two years ago to have 300 hits and 300 shots? Be, I think the first player in NHL history to do it. Like he's, he puts up these huge numbers. Now, um, yeah. here's the interesting part, Matt, as we go to here's the deals the top four draft picks have signed since, I guess, in, signed in their RFA deals, if you will. So, uh, like he did okay for the fourth overall pick compared to the other three. Right, yeah. Darlene's is yeah. and how six many, million a year. Sveshnikov seven point seven five. Kakaniemi, of course, he got the offer sheet at six point one million to play in Carolina. Yeah, and well, I was going to say, how many of those guys are going to be captains this year, right? So I think, I think the, I think yeah. the fan base here in the city and the organization's doing okay with this signing. I agree. Now, now the one thing they, the Pierre Dorian, continued to skirt around is he was asked point blank tonight about the captaincy. And, of course, they named the alternate captains earlier today and said Brady will be among that group. And then, of course, he signed the deal. Does he become the first captain since Eric Carlson in the last in the 2017-18 season? They've gone now. Is that three years without a captain? Finally, they should get to put the C on Brady Kachuk. Why? I guess they didn't want to make the announcement until he's there and they make a big deal at a podium. But I just think that they should put this all to bed and move on with it. 
I agree. Well, they probably will. I think they just didn't really want to commit to it early because it almost kind of looks a little bit ridiculous if you're handing the captaincy to somebody that has counted signs. So uh, you could probably yeah. expect it in the next couple of weeks. I think they're going to take their time with it to a degree, but they got to do it the right way. Really? And the team doesn't want to look desperate. Well, yeah, I mean, come on. Like, what do you, you think they're going to hand it to him today or tomorrow? Like it's, yes. I doubt it. Yes. I, yeah. So what, they're going to hand him a jersey tonight with a C on it? Yes. Oh, well, and you might be qu- right. I, I can't imagine you wouldn't do that. Like, I'm I'm going yeah. to assume that being captain was part of the deal, or at least it was, listen, we will make you captain if you sign the deal, right? It was all brought up by Eugene Melnick early on, saying they didn't want to give a C to a guy on a bridge deal. So, yeah, yeah he should come out wearing the C. At it. Whenever the next time is you see Brady Kachuk, he should have a jersey with a C on it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I'm and I'm okay with that. I'm just trying to think of what the organization will actually do because they released a cement today, was it or yesterday, about the A's that they were handing out and how they were going to take their yeah, time morning. with it. So, or this morning, yeah. So they're. I, I don't know that they're going to go back on that statement now and just hand it out, but uh, might be wrong. We'll see. Either way, I think we can all, all right. agree that it's obviously Brady. Otherwise, they would have handed this to Shabbat at training camp, during training camp. Yep. So I think we already yep. know the answer to this question. Uh, but we needed to talk about because we still got another 50 minutes left in our super humongous live show. Uh, if you're just joining us, you're watching the Wally Method Show live. <laughs> uh, we're going up. It's the season opener. It's Ottawa taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, and tonight, it's at the Canadian Tech Centers. They get to set their season. It Listen, the Toronto Maple Leafs played last night. They beat the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Uh, so lots to talk about. Let's dive in now to tonight's game, to the lineup, to the matchups, all that stuff. Uh, let's start with the lines, Meth. And now I don't know if we should do this or not, because is, is Brady Kachuk going to... Anyway, here are the lines the way they should be as we go in to tonight's game. Um, and the only reason we put Kachuk on there is because he's now on the 23-man roster, and Scott Saverin yeah. is going to be a healthy scratch with Parker Kelly going in that spot, and Michael Delzato on the outside looking in. Of course, Eric Brandstrom sent back to Belleville today to make room because they had to uh, get under the 23-man roster. Um, sure. I, let's just go right to, to Michael Delzato because we've talked a lot about this. I wish, I want to ask if you're surprised, but I guess what does Michael Delzato now have to do to get into the lineup or does someone have to play their way out of the lineup? Well, I mean, and it's funny because we're bringing this up right now and that's basically, I think you and I were on the same page for the most part, right from camp. I mean, when with regards to that top six right now, that's essentially what I thought was going to happen. I mean, we knew Branstrom was a yeah, bubble guy. It. I wasn't the biggest fan. I called that one. And I mean, there's got to be something there if I saw that and the organization is also seeing that. So, you know, and I, I know I'm tapping myself on the back right now. I shouldn't be doing that. But uh, with Del Zotto, also not really a surprise. I know I'm very familiar with both of them. I've played with one of them in Holden. I played against those lots. I with age, you just start to slow down and roles change. So, am I surprised at Dell's off the lineup? Not really. I was surprised when they signed him. I was surprised when they gave him two years, and everyone kind of yeah. just thought, okay, well, we got another veteran D man. That's fine. But um, to me, it was just not really the right play. So, I think right now, you got to go with the lineup that's going to win you hockey games, essentially, is what I'm getting at. And I just don't know that he fits in that lineup. So you have, you've got a mixture of players that all can contribute, but he's a guy that, to me, is just a little bit on the outside now. He's a little slower. He's lost a step. He's not going to run your first power play. I think you just got to stick with it and go with the guys that are going to give you the best opportunity. I like the pairing of Holden and Josh Brown. I know that's a contentious comment. People don't really agree with it. 
and they've thrown numbers out there on Twitter, backing up Branstrom, and that's fine. I'm not a Branstrom hater. I actually thought he had a pretty good training camp. But right now, with the way things are going, and you're playing against the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're a high-powered offense. You want some guys back there that can defend and that you can rely on. We know how DJ Smith expects this team to play. Those two guys seem to fit the mold on that third pairing. Yeah, and, and I, I think, I mean, if Branstrom was going to be a healthy scratch, I, I, that's possible too. But I know they had to make room on the roster, and he's the one guy they didn't have to clear waivers to be sent down. So that's part of it as well. But if he, I guess, if he was good enough, he'd be in the lineup tonight. Is the first and foremost thing. Um, and you called Holden with Josh Brown early on. Although I did think near the end that Brandstrom had played well enough to maybe earn that spot on that last pairing. So I'm a little surprised by that. I think we've lost uh, one Mark Mathodem. His kids have watched too much Barney the Dinosaur, perhaps, and it's slowing the internet down. So uh, we'll look to reconnect with him as we continue to move on here. Um, one thing Wally, I would like to hear show me? if... Oh, uh, you're back. There you are. I told, I think your kids are watching too much Netflix or something. They got to. Well, you know what? And I'll interject here very briefly. As we were talking, I got three separate FaceTime calls from my brother who is announcing the gender of his uh, uh, baby (laughs) that they're about to have. And so I'm like, and, and, and despite me being incredibly excited for this new announcement, I was so angry that he kept calling me over and over again that I want to wring his neck right now. So anyway, I apologize to everybody out there that we're doing the best we can. I've ignored his calls. I don't know what they're having. I'm going to wait till the show is over. I thought, well, Munn, you should probably just get him on the phone and find out now. I thought for sure he never missed an episode. So I'm a little, I'm a little shocked by Matthew. He's not watching. Uh, not, well, I, not I, watching and I talked right to him earlier about this, but, but I think... I think, you know, having a baby is a little bit more important than watching us right now, but I'm sure he'll be tuning in soon. He knows we're on. Um, what time, when did I cut, how how far into my explanation of the decor did I cut out? Can you guys give me a refresher? I think, no, no, I think you got it all in. Okay, all right. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, we're, so one thing I want to show now, um, as we switch from tonight's lineup, I'm going to show you last year's opening night roster um, which is actually yeah. against the, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Look at, okay, let me explain this. If they're in red, that means they're not in the lineup tonight, but they're still on the roster. So like Watson's hurt, Kachuk is out, obviously. Sure. White is injured and, and Murray's sick. Okay. The ones in yellow are no longer with the Ottawa Senators. And that includes uh, Galchenyuk and Riley, who are both healthy scratches that night. There is only nine, I think it is, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine players in the lineup tonight that were in the opening night roster last year right yeah that's a well, lot I mean, of and those are all your yeah there's a lot of turnover but when you're building a team and you have to insulate all your core pieces with veterans this is not uncommon i mean i think some of those players that they picked up as you know wally i'm sure they were hoping would be around a little bit yeah. longer than one season <laughs> but uh yeah. you know they, they cut their losses i think they did the right thing getting rid of dad enough that was the right move like there was no question it wasn't working here and there was no chemistry. I mean, God, they were paying him a hefty penny and he wasn't really producing. So you had to move on from him. So, and that's just one player, of course. But I think particularly on defense, there were a couple guys there. Well, and I would, I would have hoped they, they'd have kept him. I'm a huge fan of his. I think there was room yeah. for him in this lineup and we're starting to see it. But they made up. They went out and got a couple other guys. So, um, again, lots of turnover, but you still got all your core pieces here. And I think they're somewhat headed in the right direction now. You just, it, it just comes down to patience, Wally, right? I think 
you look at this lineup right now, it's just filling in those D spots. Right now, they're still a little thin on that back end. Obviously, we yeah. know they're thin enough right now, but that's going to change. And it's certainly when the players get into their prime here, they can go out and go after some serious free agents. But on that blue line, with the emergence of Jake Sanderson coming up and JBD, who will be coming up eventually after a little more grooming down in the American League, I think you're going to see a seriously good decor. I'm actually very excited for that. I don't know when it's going to happen. Probably another two, three seasons. Uh, because we know as defensemen, they take a little bit longer to mature and get good and establish themselves at the yeah. NHL level. But, I mean, there there really is. And I know we can be pessimistic sometimes as media people or as analysts. But, I mean, really, this team does have a very bright future. It just comes down to the organization and how well they're willing to manage it. Because it is fragile. You have to be very careful here. You have to make sure you're bringing in the right leaders. You have to make sure you're bringing in guys and pieces to help out and complement all these corner pieces that the team currently has. I completely agree. Uh, still lots more to come. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, Ottawa Senators opening night history and where and how many times they've played each other and how it's turned out. Uh, you're watching the Wally Mathot Show uh, presented by Bonisher Excavating Inc. BEI. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Matt, little whitewater beer. I, and, and when you're seeing them pour like that, it just I just get instantly <laughs> thirsty. I'm not and I'm not like a huge beer drinker. I, I usually save it for the weekends and stuff like that. But, yeah, I'm a big fan of this company and they do such a great job. And they're yeah. um, they're very receptive. Every time we go up there, they take good care of us. So uh, happy to be associated with them. Uh, they can take care of you too. 15% off. Use the Wally Mathot coupon at shopwhitewater.ca. Of course, free home delivery uh, in the Ottawa area. And then, of course, delivery across the province of Ontario. All right, uh, moving on. Okay, so as we continue to get closer to the Sens dropping the puck on their 29th uh, opening night, their 30th year in existence, 29th season, we're going to take a look at the Ottawa Senators versus Toronto Maple Leafs on opening night. Now, to me, before we do, all right, we're going to do it anyway, is I was shocked, to, <laughs> and I should have known this, they didn't play each other on a Sens opening home opener. Uh, they didn't play each other at all in a home opener f until 10 years into the league for the Ottawa Senators. So Ottawa would go play yeah. Colorado, Carolina, because as you know, um, they would play all these other teams, Montreal had a few, obviously, but they, they would never face the Leafs because everybody thought, well, it's an automatic sellout. Why would we put one of the big games against Toronto early on? So uh, they've only faced each other seven times, and it'll be the eighth time. Uh, beginning back in 2001, of course, last year. And the uh, season before that, I think, I'm trying to remember how it all played out. But no, I guess they would have missed one. Um, Ottawa, by the way, 6-1 and one in season opening games versus the Leafs. That's not to say that Toronto hasn't played one. It's just Ottawa's season opener. 6-1. and one. So, Meth, I'm trying to think, like, do you think it's going to be 7-1? and one? And I, let's preface well, this by saying Brady Kachuk is not in the line. Let's just, let's just start with that. I and, mean... And, there's no that. chance. There's no okay. We need to stop with this. There's <laughs> he's not playing tonight. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not happening. I mean the guy. I mean it's it's a lose lose scenario for the organization, especially if he gets hurt. Anyway, we've already we've already covered that. But I can remember that 2016 game, the five four win, yep. 
And I'm pretty sure that's the game Austin Matthews scored four goals. So um, that scarred me a little bit. Um, a young Austin Matthews coming in and no, none of us really knew a whole lot. And managed to pot four goals and make Eric and I look really stupid, at least on one goal. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a situation where these guys have – we've got some good rivalry here with this team. And I all I'm thinking about Wally is tonight. And what's the fan base going to look like? Like, is this a scenario where three-quarters of the building will be filled with Toronto Maple Leaf fans? Like, do we know any of that yet? No, and I haven't seen uh, any shots. But I'm going to guess it's less than 50%. I'm gonna say less than 50% and this is, tonight. And this is this is this is sort of the, the the tough pill to swallow story that I can share with fans. From my experiences playing against Toronto when I was with the Ottawa Senators, it was a very common thing in the dressing room to make the joke prior to the game. Okay, boys, <laughs> let's get the fans out of it early. And that's something you would typically say on the road right. when you're playing in a very loud building like Montreal or New York or whatever. We were saying that in our own building playing against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I'm hoping at some point that can change uh, because it was such a tough thing. You go into warm-up and you're seeing a sea of blue jerseys <laughs> in your own building. But again, I, I think there's there's an opportunity here. You know, I'm hoping that the, there's new buzz around the team and the fans can start flooding in and we can keep it a predominantly uh, Ottawa Senator fan base. But I will say this about the fan base is that because I know it's now 30 years, but it was relatively new for a long time is that parents grew up cheering for other teams. And so oh, no in doubt. that household, right, they end up being a Boston Bruin fan or Toronto Maple Leaf fan, Montreal, whatever. So I get that yeah. when they show up at the building, there is still a predominantly outside large fan base for whatever. And also player people like to travel. Like Buffalo always used to have large groups that well, show up it. to games, right? And Montreal and whatever. So I do understand that. And, and tickets are cheaper than they are in Montreal and Toronto. Way, All that stuff factors way in, cheaper. Right? Way cheaper. So it factors yeah. in. Uh, but I, that, I'm going to go back to that 2016 game with Austin Matthews. So what is going on on the bench as this kid is now lighting up uh, your team? Well, I was rattled because that one goal with Eric, God bless him. I don't know what he was doing on the wall there. He gets walked <laughs> by Austin and I'm like, oh, like shit, I got to cover for this guy now, which of course was my job. And I do, I make a really good slide and, and I come across, I don't give him anything. I don't give him a passing option. He's still far on the outside. And the friggin' player slides it along the ice and squeezes it in underneath. Like, I, I believe it was along the ice between Andy's legs. And I'm thinking, like, are you freaking kidding me? But anyway, he's a special player, and I have to respect that. And when you score four goals in a game, you deserve the respect. So, um, again, I don't think we were really ready for it. You know, I, I think it was a situation where, you know, you knew that he was a legitimate player and he was very skilled. But at the NHL level, you know, it's it's a show-me-what-you-can-do-now type, type of league. And... He did that, and I think that opened up a lot of eyes, and I think we were a little more prepared for him that next game. Okay, but you did win at the end of the day, though. I know, of course we won. Yeah, no, no, I know that, but I mean, he stole the show. <laughs> I, like, you, like, think about it. Like, like, was like, was that was that his rookie year? Am I mistaken? I, I'm not That's sure. His right first now game anymore, in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he, your first game at the National Hockey League level at his age, and he scores four goals. I mean, whether we won that game or not. That kid stole the show and deservedly so, of course. But um, you're right, though the 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 record or track re record, excuse me, against Montreal, against uh, Toronto's, it's intriguing, especially at home. I, I don't yeah. know what it is because 
there are often times where they've had a significantly better team and you still manage to play very well against them. So yeah, it's just one of those things. And that's a cool thing about rivalries. And we saw it with the Ottawa Senators when I was there, I believe in 2012 against Montreal. We, we've always seemed to play very well against them. Uh, despite them finishing finishing, excuse me, ahead of us in the standing. So it's just one of those things, you know, in, in, a, in a good old-fashioned rivalry, it's anybody's game. And that's why I'm yeah. leading on Ottawa tonight, really. I think that Toronto coming in, they're going to be a little tired. Like, like this is the way it's going to go. Wait. They play their game. Go ahead. We got to get to the sports interaction thing in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait. I, Sorry. I've, I don't I've spent all day on this show. All right, it's it's the Stop white it. water. It's getting to my head. All right, all right, go ahead. So, uh, well, I just want to go back to the Austin. Did you know that Craig Anderson asked for a stick from Austin Watson from that game? From from Austin Matthews? Or sorry, Austin Matthews. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, see, that's another thing. And I played with guys like this. See, that's embarrassing. I don't know why Andy did that, but I. Uh, <laughs> He's like, it was such I a played- big day. I went and asked for an autograph. Yeah, and guys, dude, that's a very common thing at the NHL level where we'll go like prior to games. I'd be in Washington, for example, and I'd ask for an Ovechkin stick for like a buddy of mine or a signed jersey. I never, I actually never hoarded anything, and I, that is one of my main regrets from playing. I never, yeah, I just didn't have the gall to go up to you know the trainers and ask them for a signed you know stick for myself. I should have. I never did. I know Derek Broussard's infamous for that. He's got a ton of jerseys and sticks, and yeah. when you're done. You get this unbelievable collection that you can set up in your your bar in your basement or whatever you have for memorabilia. Yeah. So, I, I it's safe to say, Wally, I severely dropped the ball there. And we're not supposed to either as a member of the media, like, and I get that. And and but every once in a while, you you meet some friends outside of hockey. And I think the first stick I ever asked for was Wade Redden because he was leaving that season, and he's and he signed a <laughs> stick for me. And I was like, wait, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but. And he's like, yeah, and he and he wrote actually a really nice message, and so it's one of the the few sticks I have behind me. But um, I Dominic Hashik was another guy that we had gotten to know each other pretty well over the course of a season and a half, I guess. And I said, Dom, like, man, I I'm not supposed to, but I know like you're a Hall of Fame goalie. If you ever, if you, can I ever ever get a stick kind of thing? And it's against. So he's in Detroit at the time and comes back to Ottawa. And I, we had talked before the game, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll have it for you after the game. I'm like, okay, cool. So we're da- I'm down by your locker room, the Sens locker room, doing interviews. And I look down towards the visiting locker room, and it's Dom yelling, and he's waving this stick that he's got signed for me. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I can lose my press pass if anybody really wants to take it. And he's just, I got your stick. It's over here. I was like, oh, Dom. He's well, a classic. Anyway. What was – yeah. What was he like? Like I hear, I've heard a million stories. I've heard the impressions or the impersonations yeah. of how he speaks and all that stuff. But like, was he a very intense guy? Like I, I know nothing about the dominator other than he's a legitimately awesome goaltender. Uh, one of my top five interviews, probably because he was so quirky. And the thing it got, I, it, it got explained to me this way and it made me rethink about how I viewed him. Cause at the time after he got hurt at the Olympics, Everybody was like watching him practice and he'd be out there stopping everything and look great. And everybody's like, well, why isn't this guy on the ice? And so we would keep asking him. And it's one of the all time lines that we continue to use as members of the media of what time is the game? And he'd be like, maybe Friday. And so everything was like, Dom, when are you playing again? Maybe Friday. So the thing that got said to me was Dom's not a hockey player. He's an artist. 
And artists are, everything needs to be perfect for them to do their craft. And that was the thing about Dom. If he wasn't perfect, yeah. he wasn't going to play. And so when we get Chris Phillips back on, I want to ask him about the oh, night in Buffalo when call. they went to meet him, right? And told him, like, can you just stand there? We would love just for you to stand in net. It's, it's all we need you to do. And it was the Buffalo playoff game. He, did, he wouldn't do it. He never played again. So That's wild. I, but if, so we go to uh, one of my other Dom stories. We go to Detroit. And every year we used to get at TSM would get athletes to read Twas the Night Before Christmas, a line from Twas the Night. And so I'm like, we're going to get Dom to do this. This is going to be awesome. So I go to Dom. I'm like, hey, I got these lines. Would you read one of these for me uh, for Twas the Night? And he's like, I don't know anything about this, but I know Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And he starts singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for us. It never gets used enough. We like TSM never uses it, but they have... Dominic Hasek singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and it should be used more and more every holiday season because it's phenomenal. See, that's uh, that's the content that I'm here for. Like, I want to see that. Anyway, I, <laughs> with so that good. harsh anyway, Czech so, accent, it's just amazing. Yes. Moved off the yeah. bed. Anyway, so yeah, he was <laughs> he was extremely good to me, and, I've, and we're trying to find him to get him on the show because he's one of those guys that he just has great stories, uh, and he's a – He's different. He's also running in politics, I think, in the Czech Republic. Like, Come he's just on. fascinating. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Anyway, um, oh man, I'm like, so, he's anyway, the kind of guy that would he's he strikes me for the type of guy that would live in like some wooden shack in the mountains and just like very <laughs> recluse and away from everybody. But anyway, good good think, to hear. We we got to get him. That's on. the Unabomber. I think that's the oh, Unabomber uh, you're talking about. Yeah, that's okay. That's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If, do I make we'll a joke on. now? I don't know if I should. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to you. You're anxious to start sportsinteraction.com's on the points yeah. tonight. Um, brought to you, obviously, by sportsinteraction.com slash volume of thought. There's so much going on. Um, so here, you know what? Since it's up, uh, before you pick anything about scores and whatnot, one of the things they have at sportsinteraction.com is – you can pick players to score goals. So whether you, and they have, usually it's everybody in the lineup. Um, so I'm wondering if you have an Ottawa Senator that you think is going to score a goal tonight for this team. Yeah. Who would you bet on? The only guy, well, okay. Th- there's tons of great players here to pick from, but to me, the no brainer would be probably Connor Brown only because he just seems to step up at the right time. I don't feel like he'll, waver too much despite the high stakes and the nerves in that first opening night game. So going with a guy like him, I think he's the hot hand right now and he tends to do very well against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm going to go with Connor Brown. Uh, Connor Brown, six goals in 12 career games against his former team. Very valid choice. You can put the puck in the net. Um, I was going to pick him as well, but if that's the case and I can't pick Brady Kachuk, so Switch I will pick. <laughs> I, You know what? Drake Batherson had a phenomenal... Uh, training camp preseason. You can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. I, but I'm I'm not going to pick him. Alex Formanton is the guy I'm going to decide to go with. Oh, right now. way off the board. Hey, all right, man. Alex Formanton. He brought it. It seemed like every year, or sorry, every game in this preseason, he brought it. And I I yeah. think he's ready for one of those kind of breakout type seasons. I'm going to go with Alex Formanton. Uh, okay. To get on the board for the Ottawa Senators. So, well, who's he? Yeah. With okay. that being well, said, wait, Wally. Wally, wait, yeah. I, I want to interject. I got to challenge you on this a little bit here. Come on, man. Okay. What? Yeah. Like, is yeah. Formanton not playing with? Is he not playing with Tyranny and Ennis right now? Is he on that third line yeah. still, or is that switched? Yeah. 
Well, unless well, I mean, Purdy okay. playing, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, I'm saying you got to look at the line mates too here. I mean, I, I don't know that those guys are going to. Okay, Chris you know, Tierney I'll is let you third have on that. the team I'll... in assists. Chris Chris Tierney's third on the team in assists in the last three years. If any, like Tyler Ennis has played 600 games. So against the Toronto Maple Leafs third line, I think Alex Formanton will have might have a shorthanded goal. He's got some speed. Somebody's going to score a goal. <sighs> Listen, every year third and fourth line players score goals, Matt. You've scored. I know they do. I'm not. Uh, well, even I've scored. But I, and and you say, well, Tyler Ennis has played six. I mean, I played over six hundred games, and I'm not going to score goals. So, <laughs> your your you mic know, is a mess right now. So I'll let you have four minutes, and that's fine. And I do love the player. I like how hard he works. That's okay. I don't want to. I don't want to get too deep into that. <laughs> when you watch this back, you're gonna laugh at it. Um, your mic continues to break up a little. So you were just kind of, yeah, you're still breaking up. Um, all right. So let's get. My connection. I don't even know what, yeah. Um, okay, so Meth, we're gonna try this. And that is, uh, do you know, by the way, that as Matthew told you what the baby is, the sex of the baby yet, do you know? He's gone. All right, just as well, I can take over the whole show and have it all to myself while he continues to pay his bell bill maybe. Um, so at sportsinteraction.com, sportsinteraction you can go bet on who's going to win tonight's game. Now, keep in mind the Ottawa Senators 6-1 in season openers against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do they do that again tonight? I think that Toronto's going to win this game, so my money is on the Leafs to do it. Uh, I know Meth will likely argue with me, uh, and I think he's picking Ottawa, but if we can get him back up, we'll be able to chat with them and ask him how that's going to go. But I do think that the Toronto Maple Leafs will win tonight's game. The over-under six and a half. I'm going to take the over. I think there's going to be several goals scored in this one, like a 5-3 type hockey game. So I will take the over at six and a half. Uh, you can make your bets, by the way. Go to sportsinteraction.com slash Wally Mathot and then start uh, betting away and see how this all plays out by the end of the year. We're going to try and keep track of who we pick and how that plays out because every game uh, we will do a Sports Interaction um, Twitter uh, update before every game with our picks. Uh, Meth, are you there? No, that's just looking at me. All right. Um, okay, we're, we're moving on without without meth. To the now, I was going to go to the Battle of the Atlantic as we pick out how our Atlantic division is going to play out, but I'll have to wait till we get meth back on the line. Um, Craig, curious uh, about fan yeah, questions and poll questions. Is brutal. God, I don't know Craig. why. Hey, that's battling a little bit here with the internet. That's okay. It's opening night. Oh, get into it. Yeah, we got some. You know what? He's just nervous. He's got jitters for opening night. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, are you good, Matt? No. Oh, now there he goes. Okay, that's okay. Though. So, well, he'll uh, be back. He's probably just got to restart. Or yeah, something. yeah. 
Yeah, he's. This is gonna have to. It looks. It'll come out of his paycheck for sure. Good, good. I like that. As long as maybe we, uh, I, I step up as a late game replacement here. Maybe someone that comes this way, we'll be all set. Uh, yeah, for sure. I will take. You'll be compensated. The uh, we're gonna have to get a character built just to stick in the middle for meth or like his bobblehead or something. Um, <laughs> Craig, it's been it's been busy in the chat. Lots of stuff going on. I see. Yeah. Um, our, uh, lots of Parker Kelly chat, uh, which which I'm okay yeah. with. One is. Meth actually is a huge fan of Parker Kelly going back to last season uh, and is very happy with the extension and good to see him get one year, uh, sorry, a full one-way deal at the second end of that contract. So um, good to see Parker Kelly in the lineup. I thought he might've been a healthy scratch with Sabrin, but they flipped him. So that's good to see. So uh, Parker Kelly in the lineup tonight as the Ottawa Senators face the Toronto Maple Leafs in the season opener, their 29th season opener in franchise history. Yeah, that's exciting for Parker Kelly too. That's a that's a guy that like he did all the development camps. You mean like later draft pick? Had to work his way up. I mean, yeah. I love rooting for guys like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's good to see like another one of those guys, well earned. I think, and it's one of those contracts too, right? Where the second year's one way, right? So that's yes. an opportunity. Like yep. guys like they did, they've done that in the past, and so you know, okay, you got a chance to earn it this year, but next year, like it's not a we're penciling you in, but it's a we believe in you enough to think like you're going to yep. be a part of this lineup next season full time if you can kind of just kind of keep on the path you're on. So two time hardest worker at uh, development camp. Uh, so I mean, he's I like I like the way he's going. I think he's got a good opportunity here with some time to play to to make an impact and make a case for himself that that next year. Oh, I, like, I love that uh, next year uh, that this spot's his and perfect, perfect fourth line player. Right. You don't need to go sign those guys. You can develop them. And I think uh, I think that's what Parker Kelly is, is going to be for this Ottawa team. Yep. And he brings that jam, that little sandpaper, add that to Austin Watson on that fourth line. Uh, we'll figure who a center is perhaps later, but it's starting yeah. to take shape. Alex Formington, like there's some, some guys that like to bring a little bit of sandpaper, which they've needed and missed on that back end, I guess, in the bottom six. Yeah, Parker Kelly, he's kind of okay. got that psycho with it. Like he's the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then he's on the ice and something switches. So like it, it guys have yeah. that, right? Where And he's one of those guys that has that mentality. I don't understand it. I don't understand how they're either not nice all the time or crazy all the time, but uh, he balances it and it works and he's got the skills. And uh, so, yeah, it's exciting to see. Um, what we do have is the Battle of the Atlantic, but I don't know. Are we ever going to get Mark Mathot back on our show? Is he I'm going to check to see. Is he texted here? No, he's bad. Yeah, we can pop in here. Want to do a little trivia while we're waiting for right. Mr. Mathot? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hold on a second. Oh, listen a little. Listen to that. Sorry, I meant to do that nice. earlier. It's number two so far. <laughs> the chat, the chat was getting on me. I screwed up one of the polls, so they're all over me. There. I saw yes, that. Okay, having a few drinks. Yeah. So yes, okay, it's not so easy. But we do yeah. have some trivia um, in honor of tonight's home opener against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, we're going to ask a little question. We're giving away a Gong Show T-shirt and hat. Head on over to Twitter if you know the answer to this. Who scored the game-winning goal in the very first ever opening night meeting between the Ottawa Senators and the Toronto Maple Leafs? If you know the answer, uh, shoot us a tweet on Twitter. Uh, include the hashtag Wally Mathot. Be sure to tag at Gong Show Gear on Twitter, and uh, we're going to reveal the winner on our next show. But a uh, good opportunity here to grab yourself uh, some pretty sweet Gong Show gear. Um, the hats, the hoodies, the T-shirts, I mean, they're pretty sweet. Brent, which one, which one do you rock the most? I live in my sweatshirt, the hoodie. I guess yeah, I gotta call I've been it hoodie. the hoodie. The is old. Yeah. yeah, I've been wearing the hoodie a lot. It's the hats too, man. I've been wearing the just the straight black ones. I like those. Pretty tight. Yeah, so. it's uh, it's comfortable. Anyway, I we're very fortunate to have Gong Show on board as they take care of us for our 
uh, trivia and all our merchandise. So uh, go to gongshow.com uh, and then start to order away. Because they, anyway, they got all their new hats in for all the fall line, all that stuff. Um, oh, is he? Are you frozen? No. Are you it there? It seems now? to be like it seems to be really buffering really slow. So I think he's going to chime in here with some sputtery talk again. Matthew, do you know, okay, like buddy? I feel like if he comes on, he's just going to yell at us. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> this is he's you're gonna end up being a gif he's giving yeah. us good freeze frames at least that's oh god love him uh <laughs> we are 19 minutes away from puck drop uh or i guess for the opening night uh the ottawa senators puck drop would be a bit later but everything starts at seven o'clock um interesting craig is this a sellout tonight oh yeah we can hear you matthew there Okay, maybe he's just in my ear. Anyways, uh, is it going to be a sellout tonight? Oh, I'm gonna sm- I mean, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah. I mean, the Brady, I, the Brady excitement is, will help, but, I mean, kind of yeah, last minute. Yeah, right? for sure. well, I think a lot yeah. of people are going to be watching, and I think a lot of people are going to be on social media. So, And that building, that, as Matt's pointed out, tends to get a little overrun by some Leaf fans every now and then. So I I hate it. Oh, God, I hate it when that happened. I, I mean, you're, you're yeah. in those buildings, too. It's just the worst. So I, I don't know if I don't know if we're going to see a big Leaf crowd tonight. I'd say probably because that's ten, that tends to what happened. But uh, yeah. I don't know. What, what, do, what do you think? What do you think the crowd's going to look like tonight? The one thing that bugs me always about uh, is Montreal. I think was worse than Toronto when they came in, and was there would be fights in the stands. And I'm like, <sighs> you for the most part should be grown adults going to a hockey game, a sporting event, a night out, entertainment. There should be no need to get into fisticuffs <laughs> over. Uh, a game and that was the one thing I've, I've seen a few of those uh melees in the stands and i could never for the life of me fathom it like i would not want to take my kid to that stuff now don't get me wrong it doesn't happen all the time it is for the most part rare but it just the fact that it happens bothers me to no end i, I i've just seen too much of it uh in other rinks and all across sporting events for that matter yeah it's awful like those were my least favorite games to work were Montreal and Toronto games. Yeah. And it's not so much like, I, I don't get me wrong. I love, envi- I love the environment and whatever else, but it just kind of has that like negative tint to it. You know what I mean? That at any moment, yep. Yep. somebody could do something stupid and it's just not fun. You're right. Yes. It's hard to bring kids to season ticket holders. Like they don't love going to those games. They tend to sell their tickets. Right. And who do they sell them to? Right. Who's going to pay the most. So it just yep. fills the barn with the wrong people. There's, it's been a problem for what, at least a decade, maybe more now at this point. Yep. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the answer. The answer is, is you do what they're doing, right? Is you grow this team and you get everyone excited and you start filling that building and just, it's a long-term investment that we've been investing in for what seems like several years, but we'll get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's the plan. And I mean, I think a big thing that's going to help that is if these games are more competitive, right. And uh, if Ottawa's in the mix for the, for the Atlantic division, I know you and Matt were going to chat about that a little bit before his internet decided to die. Um, but if you look at like the Atlantic Division, if that can be a little more competitive, and the Sens are battling for a playoff spot, like you'll see that building get filled with the right people when that starts happening. It was those meaningless games yep, where sure. nothing was really on the line, and it, it, they were fun. You know what I mean? The, the Sens would uh, would beat the Leafs when they they, they didn't have to, or Magnus Pyarvi scoring two goals, or yeah. whatever it was. Like those were yeah. fun to watch. But man, I hope we get to a point where these games are more meaningful, and I and I think we're not far from that. Maybe that's tonight. I don't know. We'll see. I did appreciate the old school Battle of Ontario covering those games. It just, it seemed to just get out of hand and you knew something was going to happen in every particular moment. And I, I just always remember you, like you had to always go in and ask, 
about the Battle of Ontario. And I got tired of the question after a while, like, do you think it's going to be a good game in the Battle of Ontario or do you think it's going to be physical? And I'll always remember Todd Simpson. Um, he had played for the Leafs and he had come to Ottawa and it was his first Battle of Ontario and someone said, do you hate the Leafs? And he goes, doesn't everybody hate the Leafs? And that became the big moniker around the team for that year. And so there is some fun stuff that happens, but for the most part, it had dragged uh, significantly. I, and like you said, probably for a decade, it just seemed to be uh, just another team that came in and there was no life to it, but uh, I think it's back. Um, one of the questions I did think for you was mm. when it comes to uh, with Brady signed and Tim Stutzler here and Norris and Batherson and Shabbat, is Brady the number one selling jersey next se or this season or is it Tim Stutzler? Is it Josh Norris, oh, Thomas Shabbat? Question. That's a good question. I mean... <sighs> If you're an Ottawa Senators fan, the first thing you do, you, you know better, right? You make sure this guy's here long-term. And and Brady's here long-term now, right? So there's no excuse yeah. to not get that jersey. And there's no excuse to not get that C on that jersey while you're at it. Because I think that's coming very shortly here. Um, yeah. So I'd say probably Brady. I think that was the hesitation before. Full disclosure, my son had, has had a blank Senators jersey. And he's been waiting to get Brady Kachuk on the back. But he was nervous ah. with the contract stuff. And his buddies have been messing with him for weeks, telling him that he's signed or that he's been traded or whatever. So uh, I think it's probably it's probably going to be Brady, right? That's probably the one. Thomas Shabbat, too. Like, those are your two. But if you're like me and you like to kind of stand out a little bit, grab a different one, like you got options, right? You got Drake Batherson, you got, man, you could, a Nick Paul and a workman like Nick Paul, who wouldn't wear that one? I mean, if he yep. stops changing his yep. jersey number so much, but um, there's, there's some really good, there's some good ones in there. Drake Batherson, we mentioned, like, I don't know. I think that uh, long-term it's Brady, but I think Shabbat's right next to him for sure. What would you get? If you had a blank Senator's jersey in the hopper right now, and you were a you were a big fan, and this news just happened. What, who's on the back of your jersey? Igor Sokolov. Oh, I like it. Number seventy-five is, or is he going? We got to wait for him to change it, or what are we doing? Well, That's he wears thirteen there. in Belleville, right? So I got to wait to see. But I I would probably if he's good, yeah. he likes seventy-five. So if he keeps it, uh, I think if he gets Sokolov's called up, good. I will be at the store getting the Igor Sokolov jersey. I own two Yarko Rutu jerseys, two Ottawa Senators Yarko Rutu wow. jerseys. So I can absolutely appreciate an off the board because everybody wears Brady. Everyone's going to wear Brady. Everyone's going to wear Thomas. Sure. So who are the who are the fun ones, right? And if I saw a Sokolov one, man, you might get a high five or a fist bump for that one. So yeah, I think that's a good call. Yeah, I do. So what, there's one time uh, there was a Mark Borvietsky jersey, and I I think it was just one. There might have been a couple that had them. And they were sitting always in front of me. I think they'd be in section 114 and we were in 113. And so I can't remember going to Boro and I'm like, do you have family that come to the game that sit? And he's like, Brent, some people actually bought my jersey, okay? And I actually felt bad after. I'm like, you know what? I told it you're right. I apologize. Yeah. And he never let me live that one down. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. So right, there he is. Oh, there he is. Like, you're going you're gonna to be deducted in your pay for the last 20 minutes. So I'm still <laughs> lagging a little bit. I, I feel like we're running some Walmart connection here at my house, so I apologize to everybody listening. It's embarrassing. I almost went upstairs, grabbed the router, and took a ho hockey stick to it, and I'm not even joking. So I restarted it. I'm not a tech-savvy guy, as you guys clearly can tell. Uh, I'm heated right now. I'm running pitters. We call these pitters. <laughs> Um, oh, I love it. I, I, uh, I'm going to need, 
I don't know what I'm going to need. I'm going to need a stiff drink. But now when I'm finished here, here, yeah, I'm going to go back upstairs to two sick kids that I can hear are still whining. This there's a high stress level in this home right now, so I got to try to find my <laughs> my center. Okay, you got you got 12 minutes, and then you can uh, you can go take care of it. Well, who knows by the time your internet? But uh, <laughs> here, I got a I got a question for you, Matt. So now that you're a sure. you're just a fan, non-player. What jersey would you buy with a name on the back of it for the Ottawa Senators? Oh, that's weird. Um, <laughs> Could you wear somebody else's? No, no. It's yeah. a valid question. I'm not saying your question's weird. I'm saying the idea of me going to the rink and rocking yeah. another player like who is probably 15 years yeah. younger than I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this I want. I will buy you the. Know you know what? Now I will buy the jersey. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you know what? I'd probably rock maybe uh, – like I, I'm tempted to say Kachuk or Norris or Batherson, but maybe Stutzla just because he's he's mis like he's mysterious, right? We haven't had him on. Um, he's from Germany. He's obviously going to be an excellent hockey player. I'm going to go with Tim Stutzla. Yeah. Okay. No one said Zub. Which I mean, I, the I, logical I answer would be – a. I was going to say the logical answer would be a player like Artem Zub, and I, I'm a huge fan as well. But I just, I don't know. Stitzel has got the star power, and I think he's going to be excellent. So, yeah, that'll be my answer for now. I never even thought of you like the player wearing another player's Sens jersey. So that may be <laughs> the best thing of ever. Like, I want pictures of this. Anyway, um, all right, before we lose you again, I want to get to it. That is a battle of the Atlantic. So, Meth and I have put in our where we think teams will line up in the Atlantic division now that we're back to playing normal divisions um, and who we think is going to win the division and where the senators are going to finish. So here they are. So I went one to eight, Florida, Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Montreal, Detroit ahead of Ottawa, and then the Buffalo Sabres. Meth is a little different. Tampa, Toronto, Florida, Boston, Montreal, Ottawa, Detroit, and Buffalo. Now I will give you my reasoning uh, for a couple picks. One, Florida, I just think they're going to put it together. Uh, and I think yeah. Tampa is going to maybe fight the Stanley Cup hangover. Uh, Boston always is a good team, but I'm not a big fan of their goaltending, much like Toronto. You could flip them to me, but I don't like Toronto's yeah. goaltending. And then uh, I just I think Montreal has to be the next team. And then Detroit, I think, is taking a step. The reason Ottawa was there was, one, uh, Brady Kachuk wasn't signed when we did this a few hours ago, and two, uh, again, I don't like their goaltending right now, and I don't really yeah. like the way their back end is built. So that's the reason why I have Ottawa. I think they're going to struggle based on that back end, but that's what I, I originally wanted to put Ottawa higher. Uh, and, I, and I said earlier in the season, or in the offseason, that I think perhaps Ottawa finishes higher than Montreal this season. I still think it's possible. It's the goaltending that's the issue for me. Matthew, you can explain yourself if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you've got Florida, like, okay. So you've got Florida finishing first ahead of, okay. And, yeah. and you brought up the Stanley Cup hangover because that worked out yeah. really well. Your case would have been sold really well last year coming off their if first they didn't back to back. One. So, yeah. So, but whatever, I'll give you that. That's fine. Um, I, you know what? I, I just think they're too deep. I think defensively their goaltending is excellent. Uh, they're just too hard to write off. So I'm going to go with Tampa as my number one only because 
they didn't lose that whole lot. And now they've got a healthy Kucherov. I mean, the, the, the young man has had the entire season off. He's going to be fresh. <laughs> Assuming he's not still hung over, I think he'll be really good. And then Toronto, I mean, it's, you know, and you guys know me. I'm not, I'm a Maple Leaf hater to a degree, but I have to respect them. And to, to suggest that, that the team that finished first in the North last year is going to finish behind uh, Boston and Florida? Like, come on, man. I, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not – and you might end up being correct, Wally, and I might end up eating my words, and I'm sure you guys will pull, pull this clip up at some point. But for me, it's pretty simple. I, I, I really believe in the list that I provided. I think that Florida's going to take a step forward. As we know, they played – they were terrific last year. But uh, Montreal, I, I just like the makeup too and the structure that they play with. I still think they've got a good chance. I know a lot of people thought last year was a runoff. I don't know that they're going to make it nearly as far as they did last season, obviously. But I do think that they're they're still a legitimate team and they can play the right way. We saw them play last night. I thought they were excellent, so I'm going to go with that. I, I mean, the bottom three, that's a crapshoot. I mean, I think Buffalo's solidifying number eight. But, yeah. I mean, you're right. With Ottawa and, and Detroit, that could be a coin flip. It's anybody's game at this point. But... I really do believe that Tampa and Toronto are your top two. So, listen, here's the I mean, one of the other reasons for the way I picked it is there's always surprises that happen every year. So you got to try to find oh, out yeah. where that surprise might be, right? And so I think that Florida, yep. if they get the goaltending with Spencer Knight and Bobrovsky, if he can turn it around, and I think with Huberto and Barkov and Duclair, like they've got enough pieces, I think they can challenge. Oh, yeah. And that's why I, I just think somebody yeah. else needs to take a step. And Boston, no, no, is, I, 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 like Boston always is interesting to me because I know they don't have Tuukka Rask and and but they always just seem to be able to put pieces together. You know, Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno were there. I, I just like perhaps oh, yeah. Boston over Toronto for that reason. I, I don't like for sure the goaltending with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, I know that's a big question mark, but they just have so much offensive firepower that it's hard to bet against them. Now, yeah. If you ask me what it's going to look like in the postseason, that's a different conversation. And I don't know that I'm going to be leaning on Toronto as much. But right now, for the regular season, we know how they play, and they always step up during the regular season over the past few. Uh, it's just they're too hard. They're too good a team to write off. But, again, though, though, those top fours, I think we could agree for the most part. I think, yeah, they're very similar. Uh, you know, it, it's a coin flip. And, and we're, a lot of this is just guessing and predicting. And a lot of times, oftentimes, yep. I should say, we're going to be wrong. But yeah, I, I just really think with Tampa, I'll leave it at this. With their goaltending in that decor, how do you write that off? Now, it. let's go to Ottawa for a sec because I know that we cover the Sens. And so I'll throw it out there. If Matt Murray can okay, turn his game around and yeah. you get Victor Mete being able to play and Josh Holden and some of these unknowns, if you will, to us all of a sudden start to play their game, yeah, Are the Ottawa Senators in fifth, perhaps. I don't no. think that's a crazy okay, so, stretch. So, so here's a question for you then. If you think that they've got an opportunity, and this is where a lot of people, this is this gets a little sobering if you're a Sens fan. Look at Montreal. We both have Montreal at five right now. Yeah. Just as an example, by the way, do you see them beating Montreal in a seven-game series right now? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just with or without Carey Price. At, I don't think, well, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter because Carey's an elite goaltender, of course. But even even with Allen, I, I, I just, I don't, I like I said, and this is based off of the game that I watched last night. They, they're just, they're more mature. They know how to win. 
They've got so much experience yeah. now. Uh, I just and they've got good rookies. Like, let's not sleep on some of these young guns they have. They're legit. So I, I just I don't see it. But again, I I really can't stress this enough. I'm such a huge Ottawa fan. I do hope they prove me wrong. But from an analyst point of view, right now, I don't see them getting any further up that ladder past six. The, the only issue is like there's no Shea Weber, uh, there's no yep. Phil Deneau. That's huge. Um, huge loss, right? Like they're hurting I, right now. They're hurting. I don't know that Jake Allen can carry the team for 50, 60 games, and that, it's no yeah. slight to Jake. Yeah. We're from the same hometown, and I quite like him. I just don't know if you can continue yeah. to hold your fort yeah, down we'll see. for that many games. So if okay, what we'll, if Matt we'll Murray becomes becomes the star? If you will, that that he's known to be, the Ottawa Senators have a legit shot. Like I think that they've got enough pieces. If they don't get the goaltender, I think that puts them in trouble. Are you Wally? Look at their look at What's their bottom that? two lines of look at their bottom two lines of front. Are you kidding me right now? There's no depth. And then on D, like they don't they don't have anything. I mean, anyway, again, I I, say, I like I like Austin. I'm trying Watson. not to be negative. I, I like making, Alex Formanton. Yeah. They, yeah. you could have, like, and I know we're not overly excited about the guys down the middle with Colin White and Chris Tierney, but both have sure. proven that they can play in the league. Like, is it the uh, best top, bottom six in the league? No, but I still think that they're good enough to perhaps be at fifth. Is what I'm trying to. All get right. Uh, you know what? If I go any further, I'm gonna get people are just gonna hate me. So again, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep this positive. I like the team for the most part. I don't think it's a playoff team. We can leave it at that, okay? I, I agree. I agree with you. I agree. But I okay. just think there's going to be surprises by somebody, and it may very well be them. And I had a note, yeah. and I can't find it anymore. So it would have been yeah. good. But um, So we, what are we there too, What are we thinking yeah. for the game tonight here? Because I, I know we're probably going to – when is it starting? At 7.05, 7.06? It, well, it'll probably be a 7.18 puck drop uh, once they get through all the player oh, really? interactions. So. Oh right. That's right, usually right, typically right. it's either seven oh eight or seven eighteen. And they get fined yeah. massively, by the way, if they don't uh hit those marks. Um <laughs> by the way, I did my I, I picked my sports interaction pick while you were discussing how to break your router with a hockey stick. Uh I so still you may can do go that. ahead and yeah. give your prediction. What's your prediction uh, on tonight's which... game? Okay, well, I'm going to call a low-scoring game. I just think it will be. Uh, Toronto coming in on their back-to-back, -back, I know what that's like as a player. Your legs, your legs are tired. If Ottawa can stay out of the box, I like their chances. So you know what? I'm going to go off the board a little bit. I've got Ottawa winning tonight. I'm going to go low, 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 low. So maybe a 3-2 a overtime win for the Ottawa Senators. I really believe that. If, if, if Forsberg can play relatively well, I think they're going to have a great opportunity on a tired Toronto Maple Leafs team. Uh, do you have a score? I went 5-3 Toronto. Yeah, I just said it. 3-2. Three, 3-2 two. Three, two in overtime for the Ottawa Senators. It's going to be a 2-2 two -two tie going out of regulation. Interesting. All right. Well, I, I, that'll be interesting because we're going to try to keep track uh, <laughs> throughout the year and see who's smarter at doing this. God, I okay. hope it's me. All right. You're on, brother. You're on. That's fine. But I feel like uh, the pressure is on me because I'm being the ex-player and all. Anyway, sorry. We can move on. In the words of Andy Sutton, so you're an expert. <laughs> That's a great quote. We'll leave it, we'll leave it at that. Uh, 
That's our show. It's been 90 minutes of pure fun. We've had Elliot Freeman and Chris Phillips stop by. Uh, thank you to them. Thank you to our sponsors of BEI and Gong Show and Whitewater and Sports Interaction. And we will see you on Monday. Uh, thanks for tuning, tuning in. If you like it, uh, hit like and subscribe. We appreciate it. And uh, Meth, enjoy the game tonight and everybody else. Yeah, and shout out, uh, shout out to Rogers. Shout out to Rogers for the terrible internet service. <laughs> With that note, have a good night, everybody. You're watching the Wally Mathot Show Live. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.